Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. It's 2023, and I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. Today, we're super excited to talk about the Clifton Strengths talent theme of consistency. Um, this is not my number six, so I still count it in my the, my dominant um, strengths and talents. Chad, what about you? Uh, this is my number 12, actually, and it, I still count it as one of my dominants, um, but we'll get into how that shows up uh, as we go through this today. Great. Do you want to tell us the short description that Gallup has to, about the Clifton Strengths theme of consistency? <laughs> sure. So <laughs> consistency is defined by Gallup, or the consistency theme is defined by Gallup as follows. People exceptionally talented in the consistency theme or in consistency talents are keenly aware of the need to treat everyone with equality by setting up clear rules and adhering to them. Yeah. So, but this is different, right? Because we use words like you want to do something consistently, right? So right. we had a whole conversation about the difference between like the definition of consistently, like when doing people are doing things consistently and um, consistency as a theme. Did you want to yeah. elaborate a little so bit on that? I, I thought, yeah, I think that's a great point to start with. Um, and, you know, this comes up a lot. I don't know about you, but it comes up a lot in the workshops that I do or people that have this theme and then they start to ask questions about it. It's, well, I think it comes from a place of, our, our English language is, you know, can be interesting at times. And also that Gallup has used some of these um, words. You know, we had the same sort of conversation about the, the harmony theme a couple episodes ago. So I think when we talk about this, the consistency theme, uh, that group of talents, if you really read the long description, it has a, a people focus to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's about treatment of people. And I think you're going to hear a lot about fairness and predictability um, as we go through today. I know that those are some key words that we landed on when we were, when we were talking about this and doing our pre-show prep. Um, compared to uh, the other theme that I think often gets kind of mismatched with this theme, which is discipline. And so if you look at the long definition of discipline, it has a lot more to do with creating order, structure. Um, it's a lot more about process versus people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so when we think about that consistently, doing things consistently, that really has more of a tie over to that discipline theme mm -hmm. than the consistency, which is much more about the people. So um, I've even had people read it and say, well, why isn't this a relationship building or even maybe an mm -hmm. influencing um, grouped? Uh, why isn't it grouped with that those domains uh, versus where it is as an executing theme? And so I think that that's something that we should just be aware of going in and listeners to this show should really be thinking about as they listen to the other insights we're going to share today. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it was one of the ones that that continued to trip me up um, when I first started with, yeah. with, the, with the Clifton Strengths, because it seems like it should be 
about processes and procedures and that these people would be great at setting them up, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, what I love about it is that it can be messy. Um, my achiever likes to be messy because we just want to get things done. So it my, my process might not be super clean on my own, but having consistency really brings some of that out, being able to really use my themes and follow process as well. I'm super excited about being able to, to work with people who have processes in place. Yeah. So, so Jen, since we've, we've laid out sort of this initial um, difference or, or started to, to yeah. parse this apart, I'm curious if maybe you can start us off, given that this is your sixth theme and it is my 12th. And so again, while it is still one of my dominants, you probably live this a little bit more in your everyday life than I do. Um, what does this look like for you? How does it show up? Um, how, how does it help? You know, we're going to get to sort of the, the pros and cons of it, but kind of how has it maybe helped you a little bit? Um, sure. But just, just generally, um, what are your thoughts on this theme? Yeah, um, being that it's, uh, I have lots of other executing themes and being this is my my um, my sixth executing team theme or my fifth executing theme in my top six. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it. It, it, it partners really well with those other executing themes and letting me really get things done. Um, I'd say that the biggest thing about it that I find is um, how it comes out for me is this ability for me to be predictable and somewhat stable. Um, I really do expect there to be rules and procedures that everyone has to follow, that everyone is treated the same. Um, that is really important to me. In fact, there was a longer description, there was a, a part in the longer description, and I'm not going to say it verbatim, but um, it goes along the lines of um, there, if anyone gets an unfair advantage because of their connections or background or potential greasing of the wheels um, yeah. or the world, um, like living in the world of special favors is truly offensive to you. And it absolutely is. I can't stand when people are treated unfairly or, or left for, um, you know, like put, pushed aside because someone else was maybe a, a smoother talker or something and got themselves yeah. in, a, in a great situation. I, I like things to be fair. So yeah. um, really having that fair, having the rules, the procedures, the processes to follow, rule follower, again, I think that <laughs> yeah. partners really well with my belief. Um, but having those really lessens the risk of, of errors or in like people being treated unfairly. If we all have the same rules, it really works out better. Um, at least it feels better to me. Yeah. Chad, do you, what, how does this show up for you? Yeah. So I, I would definitely echo <clears throat> that, the idea of um, move, moving away from favoritism. Um, I, I too have the same sort of reaction and, and that same line popped out for me in, in the long description. So it's, it's, that's one of the reasons why I do know it's still one of my dominance is yeah. uh, dominant themes is that that is consistently part of my and there there I go consistently um <laughs> that comes from the discipline side of you know having it yep. show up on a regular basis um but that that gut feeling of well why is there this favoritism um for me it's really about preferring work environments where it's much more based on um sort of a meritocracy where you know your 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 work product your the way you do your work 
um, the work quality is, and, and, and how you engage with others is really how you build that sort of that trust, that predictability, that mm -hmm. sense of excelling. You're excelling because of what you work, not how smooth you can talk. I think that was a wonderful yeah. <laughs> um, uh, inclusion you, you added that I, I <laughs> resonated with. Um, so the, the clear rules, I think for me, you know, one of the things that I have um, noticed recently with all these conversations about uh, DE&I is that um, on a personal basis, I am a white male from a fairly middle-class upbringing. And I fully recognize that that comes with some unearned privileges. And for a lot of time, you know, for a lot of my life, that does not sit well. It does not sit well when I see that maybe my face gets, you know, I get an opportunity because of my connection within that realm versus a, a very well-respected or a, a, um, somebody very qualified that is from a typically disadvantaged or, or disenfranchised community. Mm -hmm. So I think on a personal level, that's one of the places that this theme comes out for me um, in sort of a personal aspect. I would say a couple of other things that um, strike me about this is that this has always informed uh, a lot of the volunteer work I've done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I go into situations or, or engage with uh, communities or people that are not as well off as I am, I, I do have that gut feeling of, you know, thinking about them as just another human being. They are a human being like I am. They deserve all the dignity, all the fairness that all of us should have. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, consistent reminder that if only if, you know, I could be in their right. shoes and they could be in mine, the, you know, the tables have flipped. Um, so I think that that recognizing that on a regular basis is almost, it comes from this consistency set of uh, talents. Chad, I, I yeah. want to, I want to stop right there and echo what you're saying, because I, I feel that at a deeper level too, there are so many times that all of us need to stop and be thankful for where we are, because it might be one slip, one bad decision, one, right. one circumstance, one change of circumstance that could put us in a place where we're, you know, needing extra help or, or additional things. And so to, to really echo that, like you see it and you see how like quickly that could turn. So yeah. it, it, I think it's great that you brought that up because that is something that with consistency at the heart, it, it's always about fair and yeah. it's, it's hard to look at the world and see the unfairness of it. Yeah. And, and I would just add, you know, I'm, I'm talking about this coming from an initially say, let's say a place of volunteer work or trying mm -hmm. to give back to my community. That's somewhat of a community or personal level, but I also think the same thing comes to play within work environments mm -hmm. when upper level management might necessarily, you know, sometimes forget yeah. what the, you know, how it is to be, you know, that entry level position or to treat people differently just based on their titles. Mm -hmm. I think that's another place where, um, at least for me, it can start to feel a little uncomfortable. I could, you know, get uh, my, my um, hackles up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just something also to keep in mind that it can be both in the personal, the community, as well as in the workplace. And so I think that that's really um, powerful. So I, I 
you know, you talked about, you asked me about sort of how else this shows up for me. I think one of the other things that um, struck me as I was rereading the description and really thinking about this theme um, as sort of a silo subject, I know we've talked about, they always intersect with each other. Um, but my harmony, you know, we did harmony a couple episodes ago, and we talked a lot about its practical edge. I think consistency also shares that practical mm -hmm. um, application of shared rules. You've already brought that up a couple times. Yeah. Um, know what you know. Knowing what those rules are allows nobody to necessarily get bent out of shape because oh, there were special rules for him or her, and then there are different rules for you and these other people. And so um, that component, I think, has really uh, struck to me. And the last place, uh, again, this is a little bit more on a personal note. Um, but I have found that my consistency uh, talents um, are energized by the world of sport, particularly soccer and basketball, wow. where there are really objective uh, boundaries. There mm -hmm. are standard rules for everybody. Um, there is a sort of yes, no, you know, you've either scored or you haven't. Right. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be as connected with sports, like say, you know, when figure skating used to be so subjective and, you know, it was just out of a, a ranking of, you know, 10 points and, you know, there were all sorts of factors and you could never quite figure out, well, how exactly did that get that to that score? Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, just back to basketball and soccer where, you know, the rules are the same. Everybody understands them when they step onto the field or step onto the court. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's another place where my consistency talent themes are both um, brought to light as well as fed. Yeah, nice. Uh, what I What I think is great about that too is, even though there are like refs on the field or, you know, someone to call that out, we yeah. as watchers are always like, oh, they missed that, this is, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if that resonates maybe stronger with, with others with consistency too, where like you're, you're even closer or quicker to spot that like in unfairness than, than maybe some of the other talent themes. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably think about that in maybe some of my last games, but um, I think it's just knowing that there is a consistent set of rules for, you know, both teams yeah. um, yep. and that there is sort of, you know, we're going to get to some imagery here in a minute, but there's also sort of that, um, that uh, neutral uh, yes. force, a referee or referees right. on, on the court or on the field. Um, they're sort of helping impose. Um, right you know, making sure that the rules are followed, not impose, but um, <laughs> yeah. survey and, and right. make sure that they're, um, they're following them. So um, yeah. Jen, we've talked about a little bit about how this theme shows up for each of us. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious about sort of the impacts of this theme on our lives. And um, I'm going to follow the, the thread we've had for the last couple of shows is we're actually going to start on the negative side, because we'd love to sort of see the bright side toward the end of <laughs> uh, end of it so um let's start with how this theme has maybe negatively impacted your life or your working relationships sure. um so that we, hopefully we can go over to the positive side here in a minute yeah um i'd say the the biggest time i see it um where it does not sit well for me or i really struggle with it is in times of change um i know change mm. is necessary um but it needs to maybe have some sense to it. I don't like change just for change sake. So, you know, like in work, if somebody decides like they have a new uh, software system they want to try out and we're just going to okay. like drop what we've been using, what works great. And now we're going to use this new thing. 
and then you know a week later we're going to use something else so that constant change is really hard to maneuver and and keep the expectations of high quality so that's where like a lot of my other and you can hear some of my responsibility my achiever coming out in that any any like hiccup to that like normal process that i would normally follow it, it causes this like ah, like sticky spot in me where I really struggle to to keep moving and keep my quality where I want it because the expectation now has changed. You know, it's, right. it's been it's been disrupted. Um, I'd say personally, I struggle really a, a lot with um, working with others who don't maybe have a clear process and and procedures to to follow. So, um, if I'm working with you and you are kind of all over the place and I don't know what this process is we're following, then it's going to be harder for me to get on board. Now, if you're giving me that, that, um, that ownership to take ownership and then find my own process or what works for me in that situation, I'm okay and keep, and keep, can keep moving on. But if I'm asked to follow your process and it's not clearly defined, the expectations are not set, it's, that's really tough for me and I do struggle. Um, all my executing themes like glob together there in that moment and we're like, ah, we don't know how to keep moving forward. You know, the, the risk, the risk is there. Yeah. Um, you can hear them all in there, so, the deliberative, you know, yeah. my responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually want to ask you a question about that because you've just highlighted a lot of sort of process side. And, you know, we've talked yeah. at the very beginning of the show about the difference between consistency yeah. and that and those discipline talent themes. Um, a, for our listeners, just a curiosity, where does your discipline follow? 31. Uh, really? Okay. Yes. So, so it is very, very low. So when I, in all honesty, Chad, it's probably the consistency, like knowing that there's clear rules to follow and that these are what I need to follow with my belief, you know, all of these coming in here together. Okay. That's really what helps me be successful. Because with, and, and I know we're not talking about benefits right now, but it's, it's that like struggle because I don't have it in me easily to, to create these processes or the discipline to stick with the process if it's not well laid out. Does that yeah. make sense? It, it does. I was just going to not so much challenge you, but I'm, I'm really kind of curious to dig just one layer deeper is that mm -hmm. you're talking about a lot of processes when change happens. Um, that's usually, you know, you mentioned a lot of systems change. Is there an, an equal side that has to do with, say, the, the rules and behaviors of, of the people? Is that what triggers your sort of hackles or, or, yeah, or, never, or negatively gets in your way? Or yeah, is possibly. it purely about the system side? Uh, no, I, you, you are probably hitting it right, that it is more about now I don't know how I measured because if Got it. the process okay. isn't there, then how am I measured compared to you? If you were working and doing the same thing and we're doing this loosey-goosey process, yeah, yeah where, where are we getting, like, what does success look like in that moment? Mm. What, is, what is the base level? Yeah. Um, I think I, that's another, you, you just highlighted where I was going next was oh, wonderful. I, I can get stuck in how the work is done, not what gets done. Ah. Does, does that help? So... So a lot of, and that's this like following the rules and making sure it's fair. So um, in a lot of, in a lot of different cases, um, in some of my past jobs and relationships with others, they had different talents than me. 
And I was worried about how they were getting the work done, not what they were getting done. And it was a lot of comparison right. and that's where it can go real, it can feel really negative and yeah. it comes from this place where it doesn't feel very good to feel that way where I feel like things are unfair. So that's that's one. Um, the other one I was gonna say is I, because of this um, and my my consistency is, is pretty high, uh, I feel like I lack the ability to overly customize um, mm. an approach for interaction um, with those that have different needs than me or maybe the team. So again, back to that kind of how the work is done rather than what gets done. Um, I struggle, like I feel like everyone should do it the same way so that it's fair, but that yeah. doesn't take into account the, the people side of it. You know, I'm gonna treat everybody the same. Yeah, it's, those are some great points, Jen. I was just thinking as you were talking that, you know, those that share consistency uh, talents with us um, probably are having some aha moments of, oh, maybe that's what, what's getting my way. Or um, mm -hmm. maybe you have a colleague that has these uh, themes and you're like, oh, that's where they're getting agitated. I haven't redefined what the shared expectations are. I think those are some beautiful points. Um, it's, it's interesting that individualization comment you made mm -hmm. was actually where I was going to go next um, in yeah. terms of where it negatively impacts um, my life. You've talked a lot about work. I'm going to bring in a personal um, uh, sort of example. Um, I have two young boys. Uh, they're wonderful kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to share their names. Just they're they're living their own lives. They don't need to be all part of this show. But um, I have individualization as a talent theme at number nine. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I have noticed on occasion, it creeps in and you know it has it, it rears its unfortunate head sometimes is that my consistency can actually overpower that individualization. And I start to think about getting the same thing or, or saying the same expectations for, for, for my younger son, mm. then, you know, I'm expecting the same thing as I would my, uh, my older son. Um, they're under teenagers, but they're old enough to know better. Right. <laughs> um, and so they, are, they definitely have their own personalities. And um, sometimes I lose track of that um, because I'm starting to try and sort of maybe impose a little bit of that consist consistency. Again, mm -hmm. my responsibility, you know, trickles into that seasons as we seasons it, yep. as we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, I think I've talked about, uh, you know, where, what, I, what the expectations are for each of them in our responsibility episode. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's another place where it can come out. And so yeah. Tying it back to the workplace, I think your point was very well made of if you start to think about expecting the exact same thing from each individual and not recognizing that they are unique people, right. um, it not only impacts, you're going to get the same sort of reaction I get from my sons of, you know, wait a minute, I, I can't fulfill that. Or, right. you know, then you've started to damage that relationship, whether it's with my sons, or if I'm doing the same thing in a, in a work environment, I'm damaging relationships with um, current or future uh, colleagues. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I think that's a, a beautiful point, because you're right, we all have different needs that need to be yeah. met. And so thinking that everyone has the same needs is a trap 
that I think right. consistency can fall into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we've got a little negative here, Jen. So let's bring a little bit <laughs> yes. back closer to the bright side here. So flipping this theme, maybe not on its head, but to the to the brighter side of things, um, how has this been a benefit? Uh, how has this theme benefited you um, in some of those work environments? Or, or maybe there's some personal stuff that you want to share um, sure. as you think about this theme. Yeah, when, when we first started, I talked to you a little bit about that, like, predictable and stable mm -hmm. um, thing. Yeah. So this is one of those, this is one of those talents that I feel like has really helped me in that. Um, my clients always know where I where I'm coming from, they know how I do the work I do. So it makes me you know, the consistency theme really does make me predictable. Um, they also know I strive to do what's fair. So this yeah. has come to, to kind of bite me in the past, um, where you know, I could have maybe gotten a little bit more of a profit on something, but because I know what it costs and what we should sell it for, you know, some of those types of things have happened um, in my past where I, I might not have gotten all of the money I could have gotten out of it, but because I, I'm worried about it being fair. So that's one thing I think is really important, though, is, is to really drill down to that it needs to be fair for both sides. It needs to feel fair. And I think I've been able to build a lot of trust um, with clients, yeah. with, with coworkers, with friends, with family members, even um, when I am stable and predictable. And I think consistency is the reason why that happens most times. Yeah. Um, I, I also think it's <clears throat> one of those, like I don't have the, the procedures and processes planned out on my own, like back yeah. to those things again, but but knowing the people that I work with when they know that I'm using those and I and we're actually working through these things, it's really helped to build the, the trust with those people when they know they have a clear process to follow and what they're being like judged on or based on, um, you know, because they know it's fair. I'm not going to change the rules for someone else like it, we all have the same rule. Um, that fairness helps set the expectation up front um, yeah. to, to the point where I feel like it, it, if we start there, then we know like we're not going to, we, we won't have the questions, the issues, the risk um, regarding fairness because we set those expectations up front. And my deliberative, as we say, like <laughs> seasons that so much because that loves my, my deliberative loves that because it's keeping that risk to a minimum. Hmm. It's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I know when we talked in the pre-show about risk, um, mm -hmm. you, had, you had made what I thought was a wonderful observation about it almost allows people to work through risk or willing to even yeah. take risk because um, the, consistent, the consistency of how they're treated um, mm -hmm. is, is sort of unchanging. And so- right. If you take a risk and it doesn't work, that's okay. We, we understand that, you know, that was something that we all sort of agreed to, or that we knew that you were going to go out and do that. And that's sort of, that's right. setting the expectations part of, Hey, this is acceptable. You know, it's, 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 it's okay to go out and try something new, but you've already set that through your consistency themes, right. um, you know, consistency talents um, yeah. as okay which I thought was really interesting. Um, how, how about for you? What are, what are some positive ways that, that this shows up for you? Yeah, so it, it, um, it's one of those things, you know, I resonate with a lot of what you said around sort of rules and rule following. 
Um, I've been called a bit of a square before because I, I, I do like ha knowing uh, what's going to happen and how I'm going to be treated. Um, but it's also a place where um, it has really helped me follow, you know, professional ethics and certain, uh, you know, rules and regulations, whether they're federal or state or institutionally instituted, um, that there's there's an acceptance of that there's um knowing how to incorporate those so that it benefits everybody so uh one of my previous roles was trying to essentially coordinate the the uh what the institution needed what a particular outside donor needed to and then what we um you know maybe the benefit uh, the beneficiary you know the student need uh this was in my saint muckles days um and pulling all those together and also considering, you know, what are the legal ramifications? What are the IRS regulations? And knowing how to piece all those together so that it was fair for everybody. And again, that, that word fairness, I think we're going to hear a lot more of as we keep talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but figuring out how to make sure everything comes together and everybody's being treated with a sense of fairness. Um, the rules are being respected. The people are being respected. Um, so I think that that's one place. Um, I will just simply echo that I think this theme for me has has brought a fair amount of trustworthiness. Um, you know, people see me as you know having a sense of integrity and, and being able to trust my work. Um, so I, I think those are the two big places where this theme has really been a benefit. Um, so that you set all those expectations. I've been able to set expectations and, yeah. and try and you know, keep everybody happy. Again, seasoned with a bit of harmony, like I talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, there's a sense of balance and a sense of practical application. You know, how you take all those different perspectives, how you set the right expectations so that um, everybody comes out of it ahead. Right. Um, so. Yeah, uh, that's, that's great. Do you want to talk yeah. about how this shows up? You've, you've had um, some um, clients that have consistency clients and, and others that you've coached in the past. Yeah. So, so obviously to keep the integrity, I'm not going to use their names. Um, that would, that would be some breaks of confidentiality and that would be not consistent with what I've promised them. So right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to own that right now, given that we're talking about this theme, but I, I do think that there have been um, two really interesting uh, applications of this that I've seen recently that just add another layer. And, and it, I hope that our listeners take this as an opportunity to reflect on, you know, so what is their version of what does this theme look like? But the two I'll share is one, um, she was actually in sort of a, a compliance type role. And, you know, there are lots of, in her work, a lot of federal and state regulations that she has to consider and um, a lot of guidelines that are already set out for her. But one of the things that came up in our coaching was that, those policies and practices don't cover every instance. Mm -hmm. And so what I found beautiful, she actually happens to have adaptability also in her top five. So here you have apply things as consistently as possible to benefit yep. the people and be fair, but you still have to adapt because the guidelines don't always cover every situation, every mm -hmm. instance. There are what now, 8 billion people on the planet you're not going to be able to come up with a policy or practice that's going to cover everybody. So what I thought was beautiful about her consistency was that she 
could consider what the ideal application of a policy or practice was, but then figure out the best way to apply it to a unique situation. So it goes back to that individualization yeah. um, component that we were talking about before, where um, for me, it can sometimes natively get in my way. And sure. if you if you think about it in the way that she is, it has a beautiful sort of positive side um, application. That's a but great it, blending of the two of them. Oh, my adaptability is at seven. So I, yeah. I have that, you know, that's my first relationship building theme. That's really the one where I want things to be fair. And if it means I need to bend or change something in order for it to be fair for someone. So I think that's a beautiful yeah. blend of yeah. the two. I, I think, you know, you talked about that bend word. I think that's also mm -hmm. a beautiful one around this consistency is that um, bend don't break. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's being consistent. You've got your roots in the ground. But is there a little bit of sway where, you know, it's not that favoritism that we're talking about, but, you know, right. how can you move a little closer to what a, a, an individual needs while keeping it fair? Mm -hmm. So I think that that this particular client really highlighted that um, facet for me. It was it was really interesting going into that whole coaching conversation because I saw both of them. I was like, consistency and adaptability. How is this going to work together? And right. She did a they beautiful job. Opposite, of, right? like they, they feel opposite, yeah. right? They feel opposite, right? Um, but she was a, a wonderful example of how this um, how this can play out with a, a, a range. Uh, so it's, it's setting those guardrails, yeah. knowing that there's consistency between those guardrails, but then there are the the there are the fine boundaries, uh, defined boundaries. Yeah. I, I think the other I think the other example that was really interesting recently, and this is maybe an example of consistency. This is early on in my conversation with this gentleman. Um, but he took his consistency kind of to the to the hot side, the the overdoing <laughs> it, it side, maybe a little up. bit, right? But the the intention was was coming from from a great place and from a consistency place, mm -hmm. which is that we were talking about a certain uh, type of conversation model, and he found it so interesting and so energizing that he wanted to make sure his department all knew how to do this same sort of conversation. He has 33 people that report to him. Oh, wow. So he actually went and did the that conversation with all 33 people. But he also had the manager, uh, which are his direct reports, mm -hmm. sit in on those conversations. So he was trying to help instill that consistency of treating everybody sure. with the same and doing the conversation the right way. Mm -hmm. Where I think it went a little, maybe a little overboard was trying to do all 33 of them. I think... Uh, and we talked a, bit, a little bit about this is do it with the people that are closest to you, your direct reports, and then allow mm -hmm. them through their experience to then carry it on. Right. So it was just, it was a really interesting application, an example of wanting to do that consistency and, and treat everybody the same and, and, you know, talk to the newest person the same way you would the 20 year veteran. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also, you know, how far do you want to take that? So mm -hmm. um I, I yeah, think definitely. it was a, I, I think it was a wonderful effort and it came from a great place and the intention was good. I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't want him to hear this and think that I, I'm now um, disparaging him. Um, it was a really great example of this theme um, just taken a lot further than I thought it was going to. Right. So, but, but I think that that's something that, you know, maybe another listener realizes that, Oh, maybe I'm trying to impose everything all the way down the line and it's coming mm -hmm. from this consistency place maybe there's another way I can apply that yeah, or, or maybe I fine tune smaller it. Smaller chunks. 
turn yeah. that dial down a little bit. We don't need to, we don't need to be the person to, to, to complete all of it. Right. In right. order to make sure it's fair. Right. Uh, yeah. That's so great. Um, yeah. You've, you, you talked about some interesting um, experiences you've had or some interesting threads, I guess, in our pre-show about some of the people that you've coached mm -hmm. and might add yet another layer to this conversation. Sure. What do you want to share? I'd say um, in, in general, they were all really good about holding the standards, the procedures, the processes um, in, in like meaning holding people to that standard or, or being able to con consistently follow these these types of things so that the work is fair so overall i'd say that was that was like a normal for everybody that i yeah. that i coached who had consistency um and it always came out about people treating treating people the same or being yeah. fair um and it's like that word just keeps coming out at us is the fairness <laughs> um yeah. they often would be the ones to bring up concerns or issues um about someone that they thought was getting an unfair advantage um, so not like in a tattletale way, but hey, you know, this person is is doing this and getting this, whereas like this person over here, it might not even involve them at all, but they can see the unfairness yeah. and they're bringing that out. You know, this is this is upsetting to me and it doesn't even have anything to do with me, it, you know, and, and they would say that like, I don't know why I care. It's not it's not my place, but this is the you know, this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a beautiful way to use that consistency because they were like a voice for others who maybe wouldn't have like put their hand up and went, well, I would like to go. Why does, you know, Chad get to go to every, you know, process, <laughs> you have this new, this new thing that we're going to go to or this, this whatever conference. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> conference they, or they get professional development. Over, yeah. over and over again. And never no one even knew that they wanted to go because they were afraid to speak up but this this you know the person with consistency um i, I think i shared with you in the pre-show i had um one client that i just absolutely loved because she had all relationship building themes they were all, all of them and in her top five were her relationship building except for consistency and i thought because of all of her relationship themes she was so worried about other people um, but when we got to that part, she said, I, I don't, I don't really think I'm this, I don't, I don't know what this consistency, I don't know why that, why that came up for me. Like, I don't see that at all. And I'm like, you don't. And then we started talking about some of the things that like, give me some examples of things that you've worked on at work. And she kept coming back to these, like, this was unfair, or this person had, a, had an advantage that, uh, that another didn't. And it was just so funny to hear her. And then all of a sudden the light bulb came on. Like, she's like, oh, that's what consistency is. You know, it was, yeah. it's that struggle still. Like we talked about right from the beginning, the consistency versus consistently. Yes. Um, and, and what that looks like in, as far as discipline, like compared to consistency, you know, very different themes. But um, she, once she realized the fairness aspect of it, she, yeah. it, then, she said she couldn't stop seeing it. Everything <laughs> she did, like she was like, oh, that's why I said that, or that's why I did this. So um, yeah. I think it's really important to notice and, and maybe call out for this. The motivation with the consistency theme yeah. is really about whether it's fair. It's yeah. that fair thread. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I find it so interesting we keep coming back to that fair and there, there's mm -hmm. not really a ton of synonyms i mean i'm sure if we worked at it we could right? probably come up with some but 
that sense of fairness. One of the terms that I, I want to make sure that we get out to our listeners that you came up with um, in our pre-show talking mm-hmm. about this sort of noticing other things. It's sort of the polite squeaky wheel. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it comes from a good place. You're not trying to put anybody uh, under the gun. Um, you're not trying to be a tattletale, but it's right. that, that squeaky, like, Hey, this is going on. And I just thought, Maybe if somebody comes across with one phrase to think about um, maybe their application of consistency is that sort of polite squeaky wheel, mm-hmm. um, you're bringing it to the attention of others. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, that's a wonderful uh, layer to add, Jen. Um, Jen, as we often do, we talk about some imagery for yeah. this theme. I have two that I want to talk about, but I didn't know if there was any that you had come across right. Uh, given I really that liked, you, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked yours. Um, the the okay. first one that we talked about yes uh, during our pre-show yesterday. So if you want to share yours, I would. I, sure. I think they're amazing. Okay, so that wasn't that was a self-serving uh, uh, tip uh, tip toward me. I just I want to make sure that if something had struck you um, since we'd had our pre-show uh, to invite you in, the the two that I came up with share a lot of similarities, but I think the one that you're thinking about is. Um, the justice statue or the the figure of justice and i know we often um see that in the courtrooms or you know our governmental buildings that are are trying to you know treat people fairly most people know that that statue has the two scales you know we're all equal in, in in the eyes of the law i think one facet of that statue that often gets missed by people is that she also carries a sword and while I'm not looking to chop anybody's head off with consistency uh, talents, I think it's interesting that the scales um, reflect that equal treatment that we've been talking about, that fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's front and center. She holds them right out in front. What's sort of h- not hiding, but is less obvious is that sword, which is sort of the enforcement side of consistency, people with consistency talents maybe ones that like those police squeaky wheels are bringing the awareness are going to call out people are going to make sure that hey we're not doing favorites here we're Mm going to enforce that everybody is being treated um in in generally the same way i I don't want to keep repeating fair (laughs) um but it is about that enforcement side of um of this theme and so I think that that's something. Um, the the other image that I had for those of you that love my soccer uh, analogies is this is the referee with the red and yellow cards. So, um, you know, if you violate the rules, you know, sometimes it's simply a free kick, but if it's egregious enough, it's, you know, you might get warned with a yellow card. If it's really egregious, you obviously are going to be shown the red card and then shown off the field. Um, but the ref is there really it's about the ref about having that impartial view of both sides making sure everybody's um, abiding by the shared expectations on the field or on the court Um, so i think that that's another image that people could probably keep in mind is thinking about that that ref um ref on the field or on the court i love that one and and not to say that it means that you are that person that you're the judge or the the right. one that <laughs> the sword bearer being, being held responsible to whether or not it, everything is fair but we know you feel it. it you know if you have yeah. consistency high we know you feel it we know you see it and that 
this is a place where you can shine, really bring that out and and to others attention, because like, like we talked about, if you're, if you're trying to be consistent, or you have the same role for everyone, but you're not able to see the differences in people, it it can kind of work to, to your disadvantage. And and I think, um, I'm kind of going right into that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you I, want I was, to start with how this can negatively impact well, the team? Well, I, I'm going to let you keep rolling because you, okay. you're, you're on it. So I'm going to let you, um, you know, we've, we've talked about it in previous episodes about how this, yeah. you know, how these themes can, um, once we get into team aspects, we've talked about sort of the individual level. Sure. Once you start talking about other people, uh, you know, broader organization, how can this potential, this theme potentially get in your way? And so yeah. I'm going to, I just want to put that question there so that people know where we're going, but I'm going to turn it right back to you because you were on a roll. So, yeah. So along those lines, as a, as a, as a leader, as a manager, you know, if, if you lack the ability with your consistency, if that causes you to lack the ability to customize based on the needs of your individuals and the team, um, this, this can really bring, bring that, down and maybe even hurt your ability to to build the trust with your team like we we talked about how this builds trust but if you're so strict and you're not able to see some of some of the the nuances that need to happen in order to keep you know not everybody works the same we don't all have the same needs we don't all have the same talent so there's that keeping the rules but like we said earlier, being able to bend to them. So this is one of those places where I feel like it, it can get in a, in a leader's way. Um, yeah. As a teammate, we talked about that, um, like they might be un, maybe unwilling to try the new way. Uh, and I think we talked about this one before, like I said that like, we're just gonna do it this way just because like I decided like I wanna do something, I don't wanna do it this way anymore. We're gonna change how we're doing things. And it's this just because reason. Um, they teammates, um, your teammates with consistency can be a little more difficult during times of change. Yeah. If there aren't some of those like expectations and, and things set up right from the beginning. Yeah. I, I would echo um, both those comments. I'm, I'm going to add just a couple things to the, 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 well, both sides, but start with the back with the leader. Yeah. Um, I think you were getting at this thing, but I just want to make sure I, I, I touch on it is that you're seeing the group as a singular, singular yeah. entity versus seeing each individual mm-hmm. as sort of that forest for the trees, um, yes. you know, uh, figuring that out, you know, are you just looking at the whole forest or are you looking at each individual tree and what each individual tr- tree needs? Um, I go back to the, what I was talking about, how it negatively impacted me with, um, you know, treating my sons, same thing applies right. here. If you're a leader looking at your team and you're not ref- reflecting those, um, those unique individuals, uh, individual talents. Right. Um, I, the other part that I was just going to touch on is if you were a leader holding super consistent expectations, mm-hmm. that those that might be getting so, you know, say you've set certain metrics and you've set the expectation that this is, this is what we consider success Mm -hmm. and an individual gets within a hair's width of, of that success, but doesn't actually cross that threshold. If you're a leader that's holding super consistent, you're leaning almost too hard on those talent themes and you're not recognizing people for the extraordinary effort they've already made. 
just because they haven't crossed the success threshold, mm -hmm. I think you could be doing your disservice. It, it takes away from your opportunity to recognize people. And again, that's, that's that bending versus being so, um, so set in your mm -hmm. ways. Um, so I think that that's, um, that's one part. And then and, also, and I, before you, before you move off of that one, yeah. I, I think you said it beautifully in our pre-show too, about the fact that we're not asking you, you know, to just give a medal to everybody on the, on the, no. on the team, just no. because, you know, they did, they almost got there. Right. It's, it's that recognition for how much effort and how far they got, even if yeah. they didn't make the, 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 you know, the actual goal line, they didn't finish, they didn't finish in time or they didn't, you know, perform exactly to this set threshold that was there. They didn't pass that finish line, like you were saying, <laughs> but, but they were almost there. So being able to still show the recognition, I think, yeah, I really yeah. liked the way you said that yesterday too. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I couldn't phrase it exactly the same way today, but you did a wonderful <laughs> job summarizing me. Um, I'm gonna stay on the recognition thread for just a second, yeah. which is um, if you have consistency uh, talents and you are recognizing <laughs> each person the exact same way, um, you are running the risk of, of ostracizing some people. Um, yeah. You know, some people really like that public recognition and others are going to want it in private or maybe with a smaller group, or maybe it's just the, them and their families. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, again, that goes for, back to that forest and trees uh, dichotomy of, you know, looking at who people are as individuals. But I think especially in this day and age where recognition and how you uh, maintain employee engagement is really key. Um, that understanding of what people need and what people are going to respond to is going to be really key. And so if you stand too, yeah. too hard and fast on your consistency talents, uh, you could be damaging that. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the individual contributor side, um, I, I'm just going to throw out the term that you kind of struck on it. I'm going to throw it out there. This is the way we've, we've always done it. Yes that that's the phrase that I had running through my head as you were talking. So I'm not going to um, beat on it too much, but I think that if you're thinking in that way, particularly as an individual contributor, mm -hmm. you're getting around to Jen's points of, are you sort of standing in the way of change? Are you standing in the way of, well, this change needs to happen, but that's going to throw off our cultural and, and behavioral norms within our team. So I'm not going to engage with the whole process um, that is causing a, um, a negative impact uh, on the team. So I think that that's just another phrase. If, you, if you've got that phrase running through your head of, well, this is where I'm going to stand and I'm going to stay, you know, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Um, a, it's probably coming from these themes, this, these talents, um, but it's also something that you need to be aware of, of changing. So um, we're going to end on a positive note. We're going to bring this back around to positive contributions, best <laughs> contributions. Yes. Um, Jen, when you think about leaders who have this, um, this set of talents, uh, what are some of their best contributions? The, the one that I really liked um, in the leaders that I've, that I've coached and then the way I've seen them grow with their consistency themes is that um, they really get a good understanding of the procedures that, that need to be in place to provide um, the best processes and the ultimate like success for the team. And I think the leader is able to find like really simple rules to follow that make for the good of the group, as opposed yeah. to really trying to individualize 
everything that this consistency talent helps them do that where they are able to like you were talking about with your with your client where we're able to have the big rules that work for everybody and it really brings for for the good of the group um i think their ability to be fair and practical um really level that playing field will build stability with their team so it's it's those two things that you know, always thinking for the good yeah. of the group, the fairness, and then um, really building the stability with their team. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would really. echo that and just add that um, I think they're great people to sort of set the cultural expectations, the behavioral yeah. norms um, for how people um, treat each other, how they're going to engage with each other, um, right. the you know the cadences around that, um, but also just how those interactions should go. So I, I think mm -hmm. that that's, um, that was going to be the only thing that I was going to add to what you just said, because I think you covered all the bases I was going <laughs> to contribute. So we're going <laughs> to leave that one there. Um, did you have any thoughts on individual contributors that have these, uh, these talents and yeah. their best contribution if they're maybe not in that leadership role, but they're trying to bring their best to, to their colleagues and, and to the, the team as a whole? Yeah, it's kind of that flip flat flip side of that. Like this is the way we've always we've always done it. Um, yeah. If you're if you're on the team and you see someone wanting to change the processes or it's time to change a process or we're going to do this a new way, getting on board early. You know, like if you're a leader and you want to bring that that teammate that consistency teammate um, on on board early, they can help find some of these things that might be a problem in the future. They can. Yeah. search out what might not be fair again there's that word you know what's not really going to work for everyone where are we going to have some of the the issues and the problems with with the un, imbalance and i think they're able to really dive into that you're getting them on board early too then so you can feel yeah. good about being part of the process of solving this instead of sitting back and going I don't know where we're going with this. Like, I'm not yeah. dying, you know, this is the hill I'm gonna die on, like you said. Um, <laughs> they're able to, if, if you can get them up in front and, and you as a team member can put yourself in the position to join some of these change conversations early, then you can actually help make sure and ensure that things are gonna be fair and that we're yeah. working straight through. Yeah, one of the things that comes to mind as you say that is uh, we've, talked, we've touched on the the wonderful um, first follower. I think we talked about that a little bit on Activator. Mm -hmm. These are people that could help. Um, they could be great first followers because they are then going to set the the yep. new behavioral norms, the new behavioral uh, expectations, uh, the new metrics. Even uh, if it gets down to you know sort of the number side, if you're somebody with analytical like myself, um, yeah. you know you're looking at not only the relationships but also the metrics, and so having them on early, I think your, your point is very well made of you get them out of the, well, this is the way we've always done it, mm -hmm. but you also then get them into a mindset where they can then explain and start to set out the new, um, the new expectations and the new ways that they're going to engage with each other. So um, I think that's wonderful. The only thing that I'll add is that these are great people to have on the team to help hold leaders accountable Yes. Um, to that fairness, that polite squeaky wheel that we were just mm -hmm. talking about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Um, these are people that are going to hold those leaders, you know, even if they're not in a, a, a positionally, uh, a positional position of power, mm -hmm. they bring such a wonderful sense of power because they are 
they're speaking on others' behalf. Sure. Um, and then they're also going to call out a leader and say, hey, you treated you know, this person differently than this person. What are we going to do about that? And then you've at least put the ball on the court for people to talk about and how are we going to change that or how are we going to rectify it? So mm-hmm. that that's, a, just, that's just another great um, benefit and contribution for this set, uh, for people that have these talents to bring to their teams and to, to uh, politely challenge their leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's great. Yeah. So Jen, as we wrap up here, um, mm-hmm. are there any big points that you want to maybe summarize, or if we were to, I don't know, snip this out and share with people, <laughs> you know, the summary, um, what, what would you want to, what would you want to reinforce? I think my two main takeaways for those with consistency talents is that realizing you can be the voice for others, call yeah. out those in fairness, be that squeaky, that polite squeaky wheel to, to call out where things maybe aren't, aren't equal, aren't level that we, they need to be adjusted um, because that is good for everyone then, you know, yeah. no one's left behind. And to really understand the motivation here isn't to be the squeaky whale, isn't to be the tattletale, isn't about um, this versus that, it's in fairness. It's always about the fairness. Um, it, comes, it comes down to this, we can't do it right. We can't get this done if it's not fair. I would definitely echo those. The the one, and I'm thinking if I've got a second one, but the one I definitely would would put out there is the the bend not break. So yeah. or or the guardrail. So it doesn't have to be so narrow, you know, that the expectations are so narrow that there's only one way to do it. That there's maybe a broader set, you know, instead of a rural road, you've got an interstate's worth to work on. But the consistency is that this is the range in which you can yes. behave and we expect each other to engage um, as a team, as an organization. So I think that that's, there's that part that maybe I'm being um, tickled a little bit by my past client with the adaptability on, on that mm-hmm. one, that you're going to have policies and practices and guidelines for how to engage with people, but you need to individualize. And maybe that's my second point is that remember in all of this consistency is great you're helping people understand what the expectations are but understand that you've got unique individuals on your team and you're engaging with um, unique individuals and you need to you need to work around that you need to figure out what is the right application Mm -hmm. for those consistency talents on on uh on people yeah, like like we were talking about those dials, right? Sometimes we can run a little hot, yeah, but we don't want to go the other way where we're running way cold either. So it's finding yeah. that good balance of being able to use that consistency theme, but not hold everyone to such strict standards that we we can't get anything done. I think that's great. So good. Well, awesome. um, I'm gonna again encourage anybody who's listened this far to hopefully uh, subscribe to our channels. Keep coming back. We've got more episodes planned for. Uh, 2023, now that we're here, uh, we're going to be co- continuing to cover uh, the Clifton Strengths themes. Uh, Jen and I have already started to talk about some other themes, uh, other topics outside of Clifton Strengths that we're going to talk about. So please subscribe. Please keep coming back. Um, if you have thoughts or recommendations or ways that your consistency talents uh, have come out, make sure to leave uh, either comments or write a review. Uh, those always help us understand how we can get better. 
Um, but with that, I'm Chad Ahern from Talent Teams Consulting. And I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching. And we'll see you on the next episode.